did it. Kevin McCarthy, uh, accor- well, according to CNN, he gave away way too much. He gave away way too many concessions to the uh, extremist terrorists that exist within the GOP in the halls of Congress. And uh, there was much outrage over Dan Crenshaw uh, seeming to just slip back into his old uh, soldier's colors, referring to everyone as terrorists, and we can't let the terrorists win. And the terrorists are, of course, anyone who doesn't agree with me. We got to stop them. We can't negotiate with terrorists. But that's exactly what Kevin McCarthy did. He negotiated and negotiated and negotiated again. Lost 14 different votes for the speaker over the uh, four days in which Congress was in session to start the new year. And of course, many memes and jokes about, uh, oh, Congress never worked. It's... <laughs> Congress has already worked more consecutive days in 2023 than they did all of in all of 2022, et cetera, because, you know, they all had to come into work over and over again just to be present for this this vote. And you know what? It's it's a good thing. I mean, why we're we're paying top dollar in taxes. We are paying for top shelf politics. And. uh if we're going to allow, in my opinion, our Congress people to uh, zoom in, vote by proxy, not come in at all, well, then, I mean, shouldn't we get a little bit of a discount? Send me a, a 10% off coupon or, you know, give me a promo code to use on TurboTax. Because we still have to pay just as much. Why should we tolerate these people working any less? If you want to work less, I mean, I have an open mind. I want to work. Don't we all want to work less? But we're paying a lot of money in taxes. And I think we deserve some results. But Kevin McCarthy was the winner of... uh, Washington, D.C.'s WrestleMania 2023. Congratulations to him. I hope we don't regret it. The holdouts, Gates, Bobert, and company, didn't vote for McCarthy. They voted present, which essentially means that they won't stand in the way. They throw their support behind the majority without actually having to vote for McCarthy. Which is all kind of irrelevant because it amounts to Kevin McCarthy being being elected to the speakership through his many concessions. And I have this article from Fox News, fresh off speaker battle. GOP looks to pass rules package that has already ruffled feathers within the party. So let's see what establishment 
narrative Fox News has to say. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, fresh off his days-long battle to secure his new position, will once again have to get his party on the same page as they vote on a new House rules package Monday evening. The package's proposals include capping spending at the 2022 level for the next 10 years, which is expected to result in significant cuts to existing programs. This has some Republicans like Representative Tony Gonzalez, Republican from Texas, worried that defense spending will be slashed. Quote, this has a proposed billions of dollar cut to defense, which I think is a horrible idea. Gonzalez told CBS Face the Nation on Sunday, when you have aggressive Russia and Ukraine, you've got a growing threat of China in the in the Pacific, you know I'm going to visit Taiwan here in a couple of weeks. How am I going to look at our allies in the eye and say, I need you to increase your defense budget, but yet America is going to decrease ours? Well, here's the deal, Tony. When your neighboring country is arming up for war against you, are you going to increase your own defense budget or are you going to look over your shoulder at your homies to see if they're going to increase theirs. I mean, why do we have to babysit? Of course we should support our allies. But doesn't the United States military already have a pretty uh, (laughs) girthy military budget as it is? Yeah, I think, I think so. Trillion, what, trillions? A, a trillion dollars? Well, maybe we should find out. So here we go. From defense.gov. Fiscal year 2022, Army got $173.4 billion. Navy got $220.3 billion. Air Force, $220.6 billion. Defense-wide is another line item here, $128 billion. Subtotal, $742.3 billion. Department of Defense total, $756.6 billion. National Defense total, $796.1 billion. Maybe we can find the Taiwanese defense budget. I mean, not that they're going to come right out and put it all over the internet. Oh, wait a minute. Here it is. $17.05 billion. Hmm. I mean, maybe they should step that up a little bit. I mean, realistically. Realistically. They got China and their billion-person population literally right across the channel and uh i'm i'm sure china's defense defense isn't that <laughs> i mean that's that's the orwellian term being used to talk about a war chest what's our defense budget don't cut our don't cut our defense budget right tony gonzalez we can't cut our defense budget because we might have to go to war with china or russia now, i mean as if we aren't already in some sort of war with both of those countries and probably many more. That's why we have 
almost a trillion dollars dedicated to our defense. Yeah, we got to really got to defend ourselves. We're waging war all across the world. And, you know, I watched uh, for the first time. I actually thought I'd seen it already. Zero Dark Thirty. Which is a lot more about uh, spying and espionage and the CIA and their involvement. And we all know how well we can, can uh, how well we can trust the CIA. As evidence now, today, with all of their election meddling and their uh, uh, coercion of our social media companies that are, hey, they're just, they're just supposed to be a platform. They're a platform. They're the, they're the virtual town square where we can all just have spirited discussion about the issues until people start getting censored and permanently banned and suppressed. And then, oh, it's a private company. They can do whatever they want. And this is, of course, the narrative pushed through (laughs) via the CIA-controlled mainstream media outlets. And as I'm watching this movie, Zero Dark Thirty, I start to think, well, many things. It It really got my conspiracy theory juices flowing. And it started with the depiction of of the director of the CIA in this movie doing his daily morning prayers to Allah on his prayer rug in his office in the scene where one of the lower the lower level CIA agents comes in to ask for more funding And that's where it ends. Even though in the scene they they quote the Quran, they they greet each other. Al salam alaikum. I immediately thought of John Brennan. Now it hasn't been a hundred percent confirmed. But I think it's widely accepted that John Brennan, the director of the CIA under Obama, was a Muslim. So then I began wondering, what is Islam's position? What does the Quran say about violence against other Muslims? And and it gets muddy. Because... From my limited understanding, what I've gathered about the rules in the Quran is once jihad begins, the rules change. And what becomes acceptable for Muslims to do to other Muslims depends on what these Muslims believe themselves. And there's another scene later in the movie 
where President Obama is on the, he's on the TV. And in the context of the movie, he's, he's discussing this end to torturing terrorists. That America needed to refresh its standing and its, its morality in the eyes of the rest of the world. And it could start by ending the torture of terrorists. And the CIA, I mean, according to this movie, I don't know, I, I need to find out how actually accurate it was. The CIA has an entire network ag- across the Middle East dedicated to spying on citizens in Pakistan and Afghanistan and Iran and, and Saudi Arabia. To detect Muslim terrorists, Al-Qaeda. And that got me thinking, if the CIA had this gigantic network, billions and billions more in funding, no doubt, from the war on terror, firstly, why would they act to stop a 9-11 terrorist attack when letting it happen would mean a lot more money for the CIA. A tremendous operational budget. Many more directors and deputy directors and offices opening up Who wouldn't realize that possibility and say, well, hold on a second. We could all get really rich if we just let this attack happen. And then beyond that, where the, where the movie ends and the, the military operation is successful, you know, they bust into bin Laden's compound and kill their way to the third floor where they put several bullets in the man himself. And there was so much writing on it. And if the CIA controls all of the intelligence and controls the media reporting, Whether the man they killed was actually Bin Laden or not, wouldn't they just say that it was? If you had five dead terrorists laid out in front of you that all matched the same basic description of Osama Bin Laden, would you be able to pick out which one it was? Based on the pictures that they have? Not to mention it had been years since anyone had actually seen bin Laden. Who would question it? Who who would honestly question it? Think. Think about what you know about politicians and how they behave. What president would want to know that they green-lighted the wrong attack based on bad intel 
and they killed someone who wasn't bin Laden. Isn't it? Don't you think it's much more likely that a president, any president, not just Obama, don't you think any president would take the W and move on? Especially when there's CIA operatives looking inside the body bag and going, yeah, that's the guy. That's definitely the guy. Because there was so much riding on it. Nobody wanted to be wrong. Least of all the president. Obama wanted to take that to the American people and say, I did it. I got bin Laden. However, (laughs) I know I love to make a conspiracy theory out of everything. You're welcome. But I feel like if bin Laden didn't really get assassinated on that night, at some point over these last 12 years, someone would have stepped up in an attempt to sabotage our faith in our in our own government. Someone would have stepped up and said, oh, hey, bin Laden's still alive, by the way. Or the, uh, the great Osama bin Laden uh, died of old age in his home. Your government lied to you, America. Unless, unless they were able to hold that information and use it to blackmail American politicians. Just like corporations and other intelligence agencies use blackmail and bribery to control American politicians and other politicians across the world. I mean, look at what's happening in Brazil. Brazil is having a nearly identical stolen election and protest as a result of that complete with their own version of a QAnon shaman. You know, the guy with the Viking horns and the buffalo helmet and the fur cape that was on the front page of every publication post January 6th. You know, the guy that wanted to be an actor, an actor in Hollywood, which is also infiltrated by CIA assets. It at least has to make you wonder. Now 1,200 Brazilians have been arrested. And the outrage is on. It strikes me as the same globalist plays from the same globalist playbook that we saw in action here two years ago. Will there be 
a comparable January 8th committee for Brazil? See, the Brazilian people were outraged and protesting against another common communist criminal being installed in their halls of government. And they're all being condemned as extremist terrorists. And I encourage you to look into it. It's so similar that it's shocking. It's unnerving. And I'll have to return to this article at another time. But I thank you all very much for listening. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. Please share the show. Leave me a nice rate and review and tune in tomorrow. I'll be back. Goodbye.